And it goes for 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight. And you know we're gonna crash like it's 815. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight. And you know we're gonna crash like it's 815. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Dharma boys. Today, we are discussing the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Some Marvel Studios production that stars Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, a.k.a. the Falcon, and Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier. The pair who came together in the final moments of Avengers Endgame team up on a global adventure that tests their abilities and their patience. My name is Vincent Taylor. And I'm Taylor Wilson. <laughs> Won't you join um, us on this miracle Welcome back. I want to say really quick before we get into this, the reason if there's any sort of weirdness with the quality, it's because we're not in the same room recording with the fancy pants microphones. Uh, he has that. I don't. I have COVID, or I did. I've beaten the thing, but I'm still in quarantine. So just a little heads up on that. You're doing great, man. I did it. You did it. I'm a survivor. You're not going to give up. You're going to survive. Keep on surviving. That's a sign. I always, I always do. Uh, before we talk about uh, uh, the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, whoever those guys are, yeah, uh, what, what have what have you watched this week? Man, I have been heavily into uh, Nathan for you. <laughs> yes, I adore <laughs> that show so much. God, I love Nathan. I for can't. You. I can't believe it wasn't on my radar before. I used to see like. It would pop up on Hulu and go Nathan Free, and I never, I never knew what it was, and it wasn't until one of our mutual friends suggested it. Um, I love shit like that, man. The hidden camera, or like just like Borat, or um, like the Jackass stuff, or any kind of like uh, Andre, just, sort of. Not, yeah, just like kind of fucking with people, man, but in in a in a not so harmful way. I mean, it is kind of. He's kind of. I don't he's know. a bit of a bastard at times. He's definitely uh, a bastard. It's, uh, but it's not like a prank thing where they like run up and pull the seat up from under you and you fall on your ass and they pour a drink on you and run away. Like there, because there are prank sh like videos that are like that, and I, I get very mad at them. Um, this is just him saying absurd shit to people with just <laughs> deadpan. Well, <laughs> you know. Also, also just the. Every episode we were watching last night, I just kept saying, what a waste of time and resources. <laughs> because there's one one that I was watching was that um, uh, overweight people can't ride horses. The balloons. So it gets three helium balloons, but then the balloons might pop in the branches, so they have to construct these pizza pans to protect the balloons. <laughs> They have to have a drone with a scarecrow on it to scare away birds. He scolds these women for laughing at the man strapped to this balloon. And he's like, if you laugh, your ride is over. I'll make that clear. Like, he says it with such, with such like, um, just intent in his, oh, it's so good. I And he made um, a Holocaust and Remembrance um, winter clothing company. Summit Ice. Summit Ice. And it's real. You can go to summitice.com and buy real stuff. Dumb Starbucks is something. I knew about Dumb Starbucks, but didn't know that was him. That's a that's a good one. I like the reoccurring characters like Santa Claus and um, the uh, uh, <laughs> the investigator, the private investigator that he keeps hiring. 
Yeah. It's a really wonderful series, and it's one of those that ends almost too soon. Like, there's four seasons of it, but, you know, there's enough to revisit a ton of it, but I just thought, God, this show is great. Because most of the time when I watch anything funny, it is sort of just an internal amusement on my part. I would say there's only a few shows that I actually laugh out loud, and if I'm in the right state of mind and I'm watching the right episode, man, I mean, there have been times where I was, like, fucking screaming into a pillow with laughter because of this absurd shit that he makes people do. Oh, I had to, last night, I wish I could remember what it was, um, I had to hide in my hoodie. I had to put my hood up and tighten it because I was just so, like, I love stuff like that, like, cringe humor, like that, um, really get, that's right down my alley, but it was so much. I was just, like, curled up, just unable to handle what was happening. Sometimes that's how that show goes. It's great. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, what about you, man? What have you been into? Uh, this week we watched Greta Gerwig's Little Women, Ooh. which, um, you know, I, uh, so Kenzie and I, we saw that in theaters because whenever it's like, whenever it's Oscar season, I try to make sure I've seen like two or three of them. And that was one that we, we decided, let's go see that. That was right before COVID hit, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, we, so, <laughs> Kenzie, my girlfriend Kenzie, her birthday's coming up, and I, I've i been buying her d- different things to put in this kind of big fun bag for her birthday gift. Uh, one of those things was Little Women, and it's been uh, sitting in my desk for like a month now. And the other day, I said, hey, why don't you throw something on, and you pick tonight, whatever. Kenzie pulls up Little Women, and she says, I'm just going to uh, buy this now. She's like, I've been wanting this for months. I just want to buy it, and I just I didn't know what to say, so I just said, No. I just, I just, I just said, no, don't buy, don't buy that. And she was like, why? And I was like, just, just don't buy, I don't, I don't want to watch this one at night. And she was like, but you said I could pick and I really like this. I thought you liked it too. And I do like it. It's a good movie. But she was just like, uh, I, I finally just had to be like, okay, don't buy it. Let me get my water first. Then we can watch it. And then I just walked in the other room and gave it, before it came out with the fucking Blu-ray. I was like, here you go. I bought this. Uh, it's it's a good flick, man. You know, it's a good good, good cast. We got Sir Ronan, uh, my my girl Florence Pugh's in it. Uh, Emma Watson, who's, I mean, she's fine. Um, sorry, that sounded mean. I just okay. So I've just thought about like I think that she's a little bit outshined by these other two leading ladies. Um, yeah, uh, but she's really Emma Emma Watson's really selective at what she does. I feel like she's got a thing that she's good at, and that's about it. But. I'm sorry. I can't. Can you repeat that, man? Oh no, no, no. You're good. I was, I was just saying, she's very good at a specific thing. I really like her. I guess she's a little bit like she can be a bit selective with her work. But the other two, like the the uh, uh, Sarah Ronan and um, uh, Florence Pugh, are both like excellent. They're very strong. Like, yeah, very, very good. Yeah. I would never want to be alongside them as an actor. Um, Bob Odenkirk is in this film, and uh, but Bob Odenkirk, if you don't know, is Saul Goodman of Better Call Saul Breaking Bad, and I love him, but he is sort of a a surprise. So spoiler alert: uh, they they mention like their you know dad, father's away at the war like several times, and like halfway through the movie, uh, it's like Christmas time, and Timothy the boy Chalamet, whom I despise, he uh, comes out and he's like uh, he says something to the effect of like. Uh, and, and another Christmas surprise for all of us. And he, you know, here comes Bob Odenkirk and all the girls go nuts. And they're like, Father, oh, and they're like, but somebody 
edited that video and they took audio from this is fitting because we're talking about Marvel today. They took audio from uh, an audience reaction from Avengers Endgame, where somebody shows up. <laughs> yeah. So, you, so, so like Timothy, he's like, and we've had another Christmas surprise, and then you just hear all these like audience members going, "No way! Oh shit!" And then Bob Odenkirk just comes in, and the audience goes ape shit. Like everyone's like, Wah! like screaming and cheering. And I revisit that video every few months because it's so it is such a wonderful niche thing. I think just throwing that together, it's so funny to me. That's but, amazing. Yeah, good movie. Watch it. Branch outside of big superhero flicks, folks. Watch some go. some other shit. Yeah, open your mind. Be like us. We're wise. So, um, yeah. But we, do we want to talk about this? Yeah. Um, I guess. Uh, Let's not. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to do the show today. I guess we Thanks should. Thanks for t- listening, guys. See you guys. Um, we'll see you next week. No, I guess we. I guess we should. Uh, well, mention up top. We're we're just talking about episodes one through three. One uh, through three. And then we're gonna come back at the end and kind of reassess what those four episodes are, and then maybe how the whole series is. Uh, you know, as a whole. Wait, uh, is this a six or seven episode show? I believe this is six. Yeah, so we've got one through three here, and then we've got four, five, six. Okay, first, so part one and part two. We'll get the, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll, uh, show but... us. Anyway. Um, Do you have any opening thoughts that are jumping out at you? Yeah, uh, so I'm... <sighs> a few things. Um, I want to get in. I, I do want to talk about the kind of... Um, I don't want the social elements of what they're what they're going for in this show. Like so far, what they've introduced, um, the kind of social discussions that they're they're maybe trying to have with this show. But first, I would like to say, uh, Falcon is a murderer, isn't he? That first. Sam. Oh, with the bad guys. Yeah, the first. I mean, they're bad guys in there. You know, I said to, uh, I said to m- my wife. Uh, I mean, Falcon's killing a lot. Of, I mean, they are. I called them Terry's. The guys in the helicopter. Terry's the Key and Peele skit. They call terrorists Terry's in the skit. So I was just calling. I mean, they are Terry's. So I guess they deserve to die. But he's murdering a lot of people. And his little red, red wing. Is that what the little guy's name is? Oh yeah. On his back. I think he could have just called red that wing. guy in and being like, "All right, kill." Just kill these guys. Well, everyone—that's the thing. That's the thing about Marvel is like everyone always talks about how it's like bright and colorful and funny. And yeah, I mean that's true. But uh, they do. I mean, they kill bad guys with reckless abandon. Like Captain yeah. America kills guys. Like, yeah, it's only it, 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 people tend to apply like just the this. It's mostly in Marvel, I guess, just Spider-Man or Spider-Man or Batman. The in comic book world that don't kill folks and they just fight and you know. Uh, leave people injured for their entire lives or paralyzed or whatever <laughs> but yeah for the mo- for the most part it's just not talked about much but they i mean they have to kill people i mean they just those people are trying to kill you you're gonna kill someone it's fine but i was kind of alarmed that like, that's how it started i uh i i'm not gonna lie the first episode didn't i like bucky stuff a bit um i don't think this is the fault of the show but with the first episode it's kind of hard to sort of like because they never spent any time with Sam in the movies, I felt in the beginning they were sort of ham-fisting his story in. How can we make sure. this connect as fast as possible? And though it did improve in the next two episodes, um, 
I, I, I felt it was a slightly weaker start for Sam than because we already know Bucky. We already know Bucky's kind of established backstory. First and, is worst. Yeah. Yep. That's I true. I agree. I just like that little rhyme somewhere to say it. And I agree with you. I actually put it on for Kinsey. I knew she wouldn't dig it as much as um, WandaVision, you know, because she's less inclined to. She's, I mean, this is a lot more uh, punchy, cakey, action, gun stuff, Marvel kind of stuff, you know, yep. and that she's not as into that. And I did wonder, I was like, you know, I think the first one is the worst one, but it does, like, it, it, it steps up noticeably, I think, uh, with the other ones. Um, <laughs> the first thing I thought about when I was watching this, like, first two minutes in, is, like, uh, those people who uh, call Marvel military propaganda, they're not going to like this show, huh? They're nope. not really going to like this very much. Nope. Um, no, no, no. I, I don't really, I'm not going to talk about that, I don't think, right now. Um, you make a really good point, though, about Sam. Is We don't really know Sam very well. Like, Sam is always sort of just, uh, you said we know Bucky, and we kind of do know Bucky more. I mean, we know a lot more about his, like, I mean, he actually has some degree of character development, so I'll give him that. Um, Sam is a lot a lot less so, I think, but we don't really, I mean, I don't feel like I know Bucky super well, like, going into this. I don't think I'm like, I I know Bucky really well, he's one of my main dudes, and then there's Sam, I gotta, like, neither one of these guys are like, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I know their characters super no, well, and that, they don't really know each other. That is a good is point. Yeah, that is, they're both kind of connected by this one guy. They're absolutely I, not friends in the traditional sense. Like, they're not like, oh, we go way back. We, like, hang out a lot. Because if you think about all this time they've shared together, it's really super minimal. It was some in uh, Civil War, yep. and then Bucky straight up went to Wakanda. And then Infinity War, a few hours, they both disappear. Now they're back. Maybe they hung out after Endgame when Steve shows up, old man Steve. But... I don't think they know each other super well. No, I think they both just kind of have this thing in common of, of Cap. Um, I, w- I, I guess I should kind of explain a bit about that, that uh, about what I said before about Noah versus like, we knew nothing about Sam and we knew enough about Bucky in the first episode to say like, okay, he's in therapy for everything he's gone through and he's making amends and doing this with people that he wronged or people whose families he hurt or, you know, we know enough about him to at least identify with that, but they also had to do the job of introducing a struggle for Sam. So we get to know mm-hmm. Sam's family a little bit and him and his sister have this boat there. Um, and he tries to get that loan and it, you know, it doesn't quite work out. But Save uh, the fucking universe and you can't yeah. get a small business loan. No, and I think they're doing a couple of things with that. I mean, obviously there's a race factor to that. Um, uh, that yeah. is something that they're definitely saying with that. And I think it, it doesn't take away from the other, but it, it is both. It's, there's a, a, a veteran issue there, too, I think. They're kind of showing that as well, that, like, you sacrifice all for the world, then not veterans, but Sam, sacrifice all, literally saved the universe, like you said. Yeah. And you can't and get anything done. Yeah, and he is a veteran. Well, him and Bucky both are, you know? And yeah. I think that there's... I. It's not to say that they aren't saying anything about race, but I think they are also saying something about veterans in this. That like, I hadn't thought about that. It's v- interesting. Veterans come back, you know, with horrible. Uh, come back from war sometimes with horrible um, mental illness or you know physical uh, limitations and things, and 
frankly, are not equally treated uh, in all places. You know, like, um, yeah, you know, like in different VA hospitals, depending on where you are. I think so. I think it may be. I mean, I of course it's largely about race, um, but I think they do kind of touch on that as well. That you know, you're doing all of these things. You could literally have saved the world as this uh, um, African American superhero, and no one's going to give you anything. They'll ask you for a selfie, though. Yeah, God, it's uh, disgusting. Multiple times. So much of that was like, uh, oh, it's disgusting. Um, oh, I guess, sorry, before we get into that, I wanted to say about how you said Bucky and Sam don't really know know each other, and that's true. And it's funny because I guess I associated, before I started the show, I was just thinking about all their interviews. They're so good together in interviews, which is yeah. largely probably why the show came to mind. All these guys have great chemistry, but we're not really seeing that. For the first few, right. even, we're not really seeing how their chemistry works together. But I'm assuming that, I mean, you know. They, uh, right, they, they do have a certain chemistry where they are sort of buddies and they do work well together in a certain way. I feel like they, they are cohesive in as far as they're, like, you know, working together to achieve their their missions, goal, or whatever. But on a personal level, it is very much that, like, old like married couple kind of like constantly going back and forth bickering about shit uh they have more in common than they think i mean right they're both one thing that that scene that was great though for that was the fucking couples therapy (laughs) so good that that was amazing i i didn't i mean a really unexpected shit and i loved that um i thought that was a really good thing um and and i i did say we don't really they don't really know each other but i mean i guess that's partly the whole point of the show you know i hope i very much hope they don't like part ways by the end and they're like all right well we had good times we'll see you later like i would like to see like one thing i'm looking for uh you know for the the conclusion of this show is the is a a sense of real friendship between them i think we'll get that yeah i think so and i think that um um i don't know that it will always be because, you know, I mean, we were kind of led to believe in Endgame that Sam would become Captain America. And yeah. um, that's not what happened. Um, he gave up the shield, which is crazy. I get it. Yeah. But it's it's nuts to me. Well, then and... he didn't talk to Bucky about it either. Bucky didn't want it. I mean, I, I was completely okay, I think, with um, Sam becoming Cap when that happened in Endgame. Um and when that does happen, I will say, because I remember after seeing Endgame, a friend of mine was like, no, it should have been Bucky. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't, I mean, that doesn't, anyway. But the thing is, I think there was probably a moment where Steve and Bucky had a conversation about what was going to happen. Yep. Because whenever Steve is about to go on the platform and go back through time, whatever, uh, he has a very, like, it, it, it's a very obvious goodbye moment with Bucky. Bucky is not someone who's caught off guard by this. No, he knows uh, something is up. Yeah, and I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Steve told him. I mean, straight up, like, I don't think that Bucky would have tried to stop him. And, um, like anyone else. But, um... Sorry. Yeah, go. Sorry, sorry. No, it's a... I was just I, I thought it was crazy when he gave when he when he gave it up because I don't know there's something that is very special about that shield and uh, watching you know it's this thing that's throughout the entire MCU 
and I just felt so betrayed and grossed out at the end of the first episode when that son of a bitch came out with that hel- with that stupid helmet and the, the shield on his arm. God, let's talk I, about that guy. I'll give you that he's a little gooberish, <clears throat> but um, I think kudos to Marvel for giving us a Captain America so quickly. Um, because we were without a Captain America in Endgame thinking, oh, oh I hoped and, you know, prayed that Steve could somehow find his way back. And as I saw more and more stuff coming out about, you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show and how uh, there might not be a Captain America in it because Steve's gone. And I thought, well, no, surely Steve will be back. And then as the episode progressed, I thought, well, maybe Captain America just won't be in this. Uh, you know, um, and then... I mean, thank God they found someone to that can at least, you know, carry the shield through the MCU in the next ten years. I think you know. Um, You're gonna get death threats. <laughs> <laughs> Not from me. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm so script, happy just to see someone's gonna be like, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. <laughs> I think that's what happened to Wyatt Russell. He had to I, qu- he had to quit social media. I had heard that, but okay, so just about that thing with him, Wyatt Russell, uh, I did not know he was Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. Oh, didn't I didn't know either. That. Look at that. But there you go, some trivia. Um, I So I've heard so much about, like, yeah, Marvel fans are fucking crazy, giving him death threats and shit. I actually haven't seen any death threats myself. I haven't seen anyone saying anything negative about the actor. I've only seen the response to it. You, you ever notice when that happens, you like, you're not seeing the initial thing that's causing the outcry. You're just seeing the response to it. Right. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't doubt that it's not happening. I mean, I wouldn't doubt that, to be honest, because frankly, fandoms in general are full of not to- toxicity. Of yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's actually a minority of them. I think most of them are probably pretty cool people who just like a thing. I think but, every yeah. fandom has the toxicity. But yeah, a bunch of almost people. all of the time, it's it's never the majority of people. No, they're um, just loud. Um, and I don't know. But, you know, we actually do need to give him props because uh, I think we're supposed to hate the shit out of him, and I, I certainly do. I, I hate that son of a bitch. I didn't see it. <laughs> for, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I for, think he's, he's great. I'm just ha- Like I told you, I'm happy to have it. I was worried about having a Captain America. What are we going to do without a Captain America in this universe? And now we finally have one. We finally have one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you have that uh, sense of uh, joy from this. <laughs> and um, he has... I mean, and kudos to Marvel for making a progressive move. You know, they cast someone as Captain America. And he gets a little sidekick. His sidekick, yes. Battlestar great for inclusive <laughs> you're just shaking your head I'm sorry I can't do the bit anymore people are gonna <laughs> I am yeah I had a oh. plan to just <laughs> double down this. just ride it out that I loved Captain America <laughs> we love John uh, Walker and I love that they, they gave him a little uh, a little sidekick uh, it's terrible it's terrible they literally okay so very calculated moves on it, it is they the I, Sam government. convinced that Sam was gonna do the right thing but now they're kind of facing a similar because Sam so Sam gave that to the US government in good faith um, thinking dis- it would be sort of like put on display and despite like, everything that had happened and now 
I think what will ultimately push his character through this season is sort of learning what Steve learned that Captain America is a propaganda tool. That's what it is. Steve was a propaganda tool and they're using John Walker in the same way. Um, Steve just so happened to transcend that and become something much better. Much, yeah, more. And I think we're going to see Falcon kind of, not that he didn't realize what was wrong before when Captain America stood up for what was right ultimately, but I do think we're going to see him or he has, you know, you know, in some ways realized, Oh, I did, you know, you just can't trust other organizations to always do the right thing. You can't trust the institution. You can't trust institutions to do the right thing. You can't trust the man, man. Um, (laughs) They have made some commentary in this show that, uh, you know, we already mentioned and we should keep, there's other things we should mention about this stuff with, like, the uh, racism in America. They've mentioned some stuff about, I, I feel like they've, they've kind of, like, hinted at maybe talking about U.S. imperialism, um, fighting for causes in ways that are not always pretty and nice. Yeah. And I I sort of feel like there needs to be something that comes from that by the climax of this series i feel like if you simply touch on these things and just be like yeah that's a bummer yeah that sucks they did that oh well all's good oh, let's keep a, fighting bad guys um it's i the, don't think what is it it's the joker thing i think what do you mean i i mean uh you know it's probably for another another day to have the full conversation that's how i felt watching joker is that it introduced a lot of interesting comment or interesting things and it never really said much about them. Um, I see, yeah. So it it's is very sort of, much. It is very much that like, uh, you know, we. Oh, something's playing. Sorry. I, I, they they do that in I think in Joker where they introduce a lot of interesting ideas about you know uh, poverty and um, um, mental health mental health and in income equality and healthcare and all these things, but they don't really go anywhere with it. Yeah. Um, it does and, sort of just turn into like, and then this guy, uh, did some bad stuff. I really hope we don't see that happen with this show. I hope that they are able to, they're introducing a lot of very interesting ideas about race in this country, uh, race in America, about you're right. American imperialism, symbolism, propaganda, and I really hope that they can follow through with it and not really just let this if, fizzle. It well, if they if there's not some sort of like direct, at least confrontation to it, you know, in a way that seems to have any sort of in universe like implica like uh, implications. I, I feel like it's just uh, fucking. It seems hollow. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just a prop, and you're in turn, you know, just being as problematic as your the things that you're talking about, you know. Yeah, it's just sort of performative. Yeah. Let's bring it up. Okay. Well, we talked about it, but everything's okay. Um, I am not a comic person. I've said this before on the show, so I'm not always aware of who certain characters are when they first get introduced, because Marvel likes to introduce new characters, and you know, it's kind of their thing. And uh, I was not aware in this universe, or I guess in comics, that there was a black Captain America figure who had been around, you know, before Steve Rogers came back from Mm -hmm. his little ice vacation, who was there 30 years prior, I believe is what they said in the show. And 
the government, instead of being like, let's use this guy, they said, oh, cool, let's study him. Let's experiment yeah. on him. Let's That'll be cool. And it's like, you know, I wonder why. No, I fucking don't. But, you know. Um, yeah, no. And, that, I, and if I know, or if I'm reading it right, I guess that's a kind of, not a nod, that's not the right word, but a... a uh, it's sort of comparing to the Tuskegee uh, experiments um, where um, the U.S. government affected black communities uh, with syphilis in order to study it. Um, uh-huh. I think that was kind of a nod to that. Or at least that's how I connected with it, um, that they were using the... Uh, Probably, yeah. Using African Americans for their own scientific development without any regard for how it would affect them. And this man's clearly heavily affected by what the government did to him and he's just sort of left in this house right hidden away right. yeah he's not like they don't even know about him like nobody really knows who he is except for bucky i mean i think bucky but of course i mean bucky's bucky like he's, he was in that spy life you know he knows everything i assume he does oh, yeah he know he does. oh well that oh that moment with him and sam is so good where he outside with the he, cops well yeah leading up to that when he's like how could you not tell me that moment um yes and then the cops show up and uh right you just you just keep on getting pissed off over and over again with this because you i mean that's the benefit of having the benefit of having not seen anything really with sam before this is that you kind of get to well not even i i mean it's not even sam uh you don't really get to see a lot of the um like african-american actors in the marvel universe and what they're like like they just haven't expounded upon any of those characters so seeing other than t'challa i guess um so seeing sam and that's very different it is yeah t'challa is literally a king in africa yes um and that's not to say that some of the issues aren't prevalent but we're not talking about a royal guy in in another continent we're talking about a man here in the states you know who has sacrificed i mean like away from i mean i know you can say infinity war but it's in Endgame, and it's such an over-the-top example because there's so much happening in that. But it is true, even taking that away, Sam has done so much for the world and America and the universe, yeah. and no one is there to even... I mean, they they ask Bucky if that guy's bothering him. Yeah, they do. Oh, man. I am aware that, I guess, I didn't... Some people I've seen are online say, you know, they've kind of expressed this sort of, I guess, dismay that there's anything being included about race in this show. It's one of those, um, what's with the politics kind of thing. And I, I, you know, I'm not trying to start a, a fight here or anything, but wh- why wouldn't they touch on that when your main protagonist is, uh, is a black man? I yeah. mean, I know that Marvel is not real i know that it's sci-fi fantasy superhero but like whenever you tell a story i mean there's always some element of our world in even the most fantastical of settings you know so every story i i don't care i'll get into it you don't have to and you can take (laughs) you can take you can take the backseat and you can you know it's it's okay (laughs) you know you don't i understand not wanting to get into it because these people people can be so visceral visceral about you know, uh, content being put in their shows 
That's what art is. Everything yeah. all the time is saying something about something, whether right or wrong. And it would be a disservice yeah. to have You're right. And I'm I agree an African American lead in this show and not say anything about race in this country. Right. That's you're right. It, um, and you're right too. You're right for you know we're we're both right and we should pat ourselves on the back for. <laughs> we're both very good and smart and wise at the end of the day. I mean, Black Panther even said things about race in this country with Michael Absolutely. B. Jordan's character, and that maybe that was more palatable for some people. But there's no way that you couldn't use well, this opportunity. I think that's a little more palatable for a lot of people because Killmonger is the villain in that story. So it's very, ah, very easy yes. to say, well, that's all bullshit, though, right? Because he's a bad guy. Yeah. Speak- and, I mean, speaking of sympathetic villains, the Flag Smashers are people that you can kind of get on board with, and they kind of have to do that, you know. The Flag Smashers are so interesting because I feel like I am seeing Marvel... So, like, WandaVision didn't really touch on the uh, kind of aftermath of the, the blip, I always call it the snap, but it's the blip. It is the blip. And uh, they didn't really touch on it because it was sort of secluded. I mean, they sort of did. There were a few moments that, you know, did talk about that. But I feel like this show is a lot more kind of looking at what is the world like right now? You know, what is what is what are the ramifications of that event of everyone coming back? I was so frustrated in Far From Home about that. Yeah, Far From Home did kind of just dance over it. it, It's like, oh, that guy's older now. (laughs) And I, I, at the time, I actually got into the, oh, I guess that's what they're going to say about it. I guess that's how they answer the snap is they just kind of make a goof of it in the Spider-Man movie and then nothing of consequence happens. Right. Um, All is well now. I'm so glad that it, and so the Flag Smashers, if I'm understanding, understanding their rhetoric, they believe that the world was better when people weren't around. Yes, I think that they thought that because of that sort of chaotic state where so much was now uh, like broken and fragile and just how many people had just lost so much, that it, it seems like they implied that there was a lot more cooperation and that people banded together a lot more. Right. And now, since then, since everyone's back, that has largely maybe gone away. Or people have come back, and all of a sudden, that becomes sort of this logistic nightmare, which is like, oh, hey, I'm back. To my knowledge, as a person who got snapped away, I literally was going to take a piss, and all of a sudden, I felt weird, and then I'm, like, standing here again, and it's like, because it seems like some people don't even know they were snapped. They were just like, what? Huh? So, all of a sudden, you have a bunch of people in your house, and you're like, who the fuck are you guys? Right. Get out of here. You know? What's going on? And that is a really, like, that. that's just one example of how fucked up that could be. I have thought about this. I was talking to a friend about this, uh, and I'm sorry, it's a little off topic, and I'll get back to it. But I think that Marvel could do a just one-and-done miniseries featuring no Marvel superheroes, just a drama, like a, a, a six- to eight-episode drama miniseries about different regular people and the blip and what that, like, the implications from that. Yep. I think you could oh, have a absolutely. really good show about that. I would love that. I don't know. But, I mean, they're venturing into like different territory with things. I could see that happening at some point, just a blip TV show. Yeah. Um, especially now that they kind of have just 
complete creative control of whatever they're doing. Yeah. It, I mean, this show is the perfect example of it. It's basically, at the end of the day, going to be a six-hour movie, right? I mean... Yeah, that's it, true. They can do... I mean, yeah, the sky's the limit. But the the Flag Smashers, yes. we uh, we see more. We see them like in the first episode for a minute, and then the second episode gets a lot more into them. Yep. So they're uh, some of them are super soldiers. I think that's interesting. They got yeah. some serum. Yeah. Where the hell they get serum from? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Who knows? I uh, I'm trying to, f- to figure out a way to like focus this on each episode, but my mind. I mean, I think everywhere. I I think that's the idea of doing one through three and four through six, is we can kind of talk there. about. It. It, yeah, it, we're talking about the whole arc of what we what we've experienced so far. So I think with the Flag Smashers, what's interesting is that you could they make them just sympathetic enough. Okay, I understand that. Uh, you know, that's a that's an understandable stance to take. But in order to do that, then you have to do something like unforgivable. Like you have to blow up a building full of people. You, you know, have you to ha- kill innocent people, right? Yeah, and that's the only way that you can really um, step outside of like because that's the idea is that they want you to like it's like Thanos, right? Like. The way that Thanos was going about it is not ideal, but certain things about Thanos' world after the snap were better than what they were before. Like, Steve says that there's dolphins in the Hudson again, and, you know, certain things with less people are just making the world easier. Um, Yeah, I think a good villain is anyone that you can look at and say, like, I don't really agree with what you're doing, but I totally get why you're doing this. I understand why you're doing or even I understand what you're doing but I don't agree with how you're going about it. Right. Even though, yeah, you could say like I, uh, yeah, I agree with your end game here, bud, but like not how it's getting done. Yeah. Uh, I don't exactly know what the uh, Flag Smashers end game is here. Um, right. They seem to be trying to, I mean, you know, they're, they're doing different little things that seem sort of just like I mean some of what they're doing is just like terrorist activity you know yeah. blowing shit up yeah uh, killing people but some of it is helping refugees stealing food for yeah. and housing people so um, I am a little bit confused on where they sort of draw the line I guess like where like who exactly their targets are is kind of where I'm a little thrown off um, I feel like we will see them have a large goal, like as by the end of it, and we'll kind of see like this is the big event, this is the big goal that they have, because right now I don't exactly know who they're like catering to either. Because is, is it people that were not blipped? Is it people right. that were? Is it anyone that's just now disenfranchised in some way? You know, they're they don't have housing or, or income or food. I'm not really sure about that. Right. Yeah. You know who might know? Marvel. <laughs> John Marvel himself. I don't know. John Marvel. Jonathan Marvel. Who, who might know? I was just trying to... Tell say, me! No. Uh, tell me now! <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you tell me? Um, I'm trying to do... I'm trying to do a segue. Oh, get out of here. Segway. Zemo. Zemo! Zemo! I mean, he Zemo. probably don't know, but I was happy to see him again. Is he my friend now? Do I like him now? I like, like him. they keep on doing that thing where, you know, you're like, I kind of like this guy, and then Sam has to be like, yeah, but you killed people. He will absolutely betray them. I mean, that's going to happen. He will do something villainous. But I like Zemo. 
I think What's he's his... a really compelling guy. He's got an interesting endgame, too. Because he's clearly, like, he fucked with Bucky. I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if at some point he will, like, try to throw out those trigger words. He immediately did it. No hesitation. And immediately. Immediately, yeah. And I think he knew it wasn't going to work. I think he was just trying to... I mean, maybe it's he a, hoped... It's I, a win-win. He can either... Either it doesn't work and it maybe kind of gets under his skin. Yeah. Or it totally works. Yeah, exactly. It's either it way. And I okay. love him as a villain. I loved him in Civil War. That revelation of just like, oh, there aren't super soldiers. And Zemo yeah. just made you guys fight each other. And that is great. Zemo just, was one of the it. few Marvel villains that actually won. Um, huh? Zemo's one of the few Marvel villains that have actually won. Yes. The, yes. What they were trying to do. Yeah. Thanos obviously won, and then he didn't. But he did win. Um, but Zemo won, like, 100%. Like, he got locked up. He didn't get to, you know, commit suicide like he was trying to do. But he... Uh, honestly, the implications of what he did, uh, I would argue, led to everything with Thanos. Yep. Because if the Avengers had not been fractured, if you had the the team that went up to fight him on Titan down there in Wakanda and they teamed up, I, I think they would have beaten Thanos. Yep. Because they did that, you know, whole... Hold that son of a bitch down. Now, you imagine that same setup, but you have, like, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, uh, the Black yeah. Black Panther, the team. Yeah, Cap. Um, I think it would have been a W for them in that movie. For sure. Yeah, it's, so. it's Zemo. Zemo's, uh, what he did had a ripple effect through the whole universe. And he really is, like, the only one that really, he, I mean, ultimately is the only one that won. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I wonder if he knows that. Like, I wonder if he's considered this before. Do you think he and got blipped? I don't know. I have no idea. They do sometimes say that. I've thought about that, but I don't know. I, a part of me thought, like, if he got blipped, maybe he, like... Because I, I knew he'd be in the show because of, like, the promotional material. Yeah. Kind of like, oh, Zemo's back. I kind of had thought, what if he got blipped and he had... Like, what if he wasn't in prison at this point, you know? Obviously, now we know that Bucky broke him out of prison. Uh, I kind of thought, what if he blipped and somehow blipped back and he wasn't in prison, you know? Right, yeah. So I, I, uh, I did like that. I like that they didn't waste any time breaking him out, by the way. It was quick they, and easy, but... That could have been a whole episode, it and been. they yeah. didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, and instead they give us those sweet, sweet dance moves. That was so good. Mar, Mar, people, people straight up, like, they did that thing immediately, like, release the Zemo thing or whatever, uh, and Marvel immediately was like, okay, yeah, we have, like, a bunch of clips of him dancing. Here they are. Here's an hour of it. I want to put a. I want to have a, a house party, and I want to buy a projector, and I just want that to be on the entire time, like oh, projected on a wall. That would be it's good. It's just him dancing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, he he's added a but but back to Zemo like as a thing. He's added such an interesting new element to the show because. Um, well, in a way, he has like just as much chemistry with Sam and Bucky. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, no. he, and they they see the greater good in having him along for the ride. Yes, they do. Because, um, I mean, they don't know anything about this. There's like this crazy, uh, dark underworld with all these bad players. The Sam, he doesn't know anything about that, you know? I mean, and Bucky, Bucky maybe knows, but like those, those days are behind him. You know, he spent years now in Wakanda uh, trying to get the, the, you know, to get his mind right. Yep. So his intel may not be up to date, but Zemo, he's the guy. I mean, and, he knows. Uh, Go ahead. No, you got something. 
Oh, no, no, no. It, was, it seemed like he would be the only one that would know about this power broker figure we keep hearing about. Um, the power broker, yeah. That episode where they went to that dope-ass uh, underworld kind of place, that nightclub, that was such an entertaining episode. I love the kind of heist energy. Like, we have to go in here. You're going to play this guy, Sam. You're going to play this, like... Uh, I think he was an African warlord, is what they said. Yeah. Bucky, you're Winter Soldier again. Just, <laughs> like, just do that again. And I, I thought it was so good. I thought it was so entertaining. Then you get, a, uh, you get, um, what's her face? Sharon. Um, Sharon. Yeah, I almost called her Peggy. God. Forgive me, Marvel fans. Sharon. I, well, I wanted to call her Agent Carter, but I know that that's Peggy. So, Sharon comes back, and, uh. She got some moves. She does, and I, I actually liked the treatment of her character. I thought that was a, a cool thing uh, because you d Marvel's, Marvel's gotten just better and better at addressing sort of just, like, collateral damage in their yeah, universe. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they've addressed already, like, what happens when we have big fight and people die because building fall. But Sharon is a way more personal example of, like, hey, I helped you guys, and then you guys got to go home and, like, all as well and then what about me like i'm you know on the run yeah it's like oh yeah sharon carter she helped them you know how we pardoned all them oh yeah well fuck her she'll go to jail if we see her again she's not a cool enough character that can, sucks can i ask you a question about sharon yeah do you think she's power broker do i think sharon's the power broker Man, I gotta be honest with you. I have theorized about who the power broker is for all of no seconds of my entire life. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just not my focus on this show. I guess I've just been entertained by other elements of it that I have, I've been like, power broker, I wonder who that is. Oh, well, like, I haven't no, thought about fair. that. That's fair. That's um, fair. I mean, I think we're gonna end up seeing power broker. Absolutely. I figured it would just be. Um, huh. Well, maybe, you know? I feel like any time a show like this sort of um, teases this character along by a title, by like their nickname for several episodes or, or movies or whatever, or whatever, they I feel like they usually yeah, it's a it's a twist or a, a big introduction of someone. You know, it's like oh shit, that's the power broker. Whoa, like, Ben Kingsley, like they, he's back. Ben Kings, yeah, it would. It, I feel like that will probably be what it is. It could be Sharon, though. I would kind of like that because it would sort of fit her M.O. at this point. I mean, she's pissed off. She's, like, had to live the, you know, she she's had to go into the criminal life, man, to make it, you know, and I, I don't blame her for that. Um, who's to say she hasn't gotten in, you know, gotten in real deep with that? Yeah, it's true. I mean, you don't, it's, it, it is such a cool world that they introduced us to. I think the guy that did this episode is the guy that did John Wick. Um, oh, really? So he loves, uh, you know, a neon underworld full of bad guys. I do like that vibe as well, uh, or at least the neon. I don't, I could do without the bad guys. Uh, just the my, bad guys for my me. club. Bad guys in the dark, please. I'll let you have that. I'm going to party with Zemo. <laughs> Flashlights only. <laughs> with Zemo, with his Zemo is always, like, dressed to the nine. He's got fits and cars and wealth and masks like no one's business. I would hang out with Zemo because I don't think he would kill me. 
I don't think he's the kind of guy just to kill people for no reason. Some Marvel villains are. They're like, I will kill you because I'm a bad guy, and that's what I do. Uh, I wouldn't put it past it. Loki to fucking kill me for no reason. Thanos um, probably wouldn't kill you. Loki I would. Think, I don't think Thanos would kill me either, which is why I respect him so greatly. Um, I don't think he would directly kill me. He might make me disappear forever. Uh, I don't think... Vizimo, yeah... He's a fashionable guy. He he's cultured. I didn't yeah. know he was rich. That's cool. Yeah, so my pretty cool. Like royalty. I love rich people. You have to have some and the rich royals guy on these quests. Yeah, you do. Because how are you gonna get anything done? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Like, how are you gonna get there? Everyone forgets places like, are different distances. Okay, how you get there? Walk. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like Harry Potter. Could they have done anything if you weren't rich? No. Nope. Uh, you do walk, though, if the person offering you the ride is the new, awful Captain America. <laughs> the greatest. Uh, he's better. The well, better Cap. He's got a good, <laughs> better suited Cap. He has to get a good suit. No, you're right. I, you don't. When he right. showed up, I said to no one. I just Every time I see him on the screen, I sort of just exclaim to no one else because I'm always alone when I watch it. But I just like when they when they when they showed up. And inter, inter, intercepted uh, the fight with the the. Um, why do I keep calling the flag smashers? The, I was watching that with my mom, and I was like, "Yeah, this is the new bad guy organization. They're called the Red Hand." And then I was like, "Wait, no, that's not what they're called at all." <laughs> and I was like, "Why did I think that?" And I was like, "Probably because they have red hands everywhere." Um, so, but the, you just the red hands. So the red hands. <laughs> I but I immediately caught myself. I I told her I was like, yeah, this is a new group. They're called the Red Hand. What? No, they're not. I don't know why I said that. Sorry. Um, but yeah, shitty shitty Cap shows up, and I immediately said, God damn it, because I just hate him. And uh, I thought the treatment of that, their first interaction together, which is like, come on guys, we're all on the mission together. Hop in, and they were just just ignored him. Just yeah, kept walking. So good. That was very so good. good. Yeah. Um, and he has gotten. Uh, progressively more pissy as it's gone on. We're on, you know, we've seen episode three, uh, and and you know, even in that episode, he started to kind of start to get a lot more like, you know, if you guys are gonna work with me, then fine, just, just fuck off then. Like, there's a sort of like petulant child way about him. I, I think. Um, yeah. I know it's probably if I'm gonna be of goodwill here and like talk about him like he's a character and a person he's probably very insecure about having this new role um but it's not gonna endear anyone when you come at cap's bffs and you're like accept me i'm the new cap god damn it let me do it do the mission with me um well he, he's also like i mean a thing he has in common with steve and with um with sam um I mean, he's being used by the U.S. government just like they were. And sure. I think somewhere deep down he knows that because they probably had conversation. Listen, John, we got the shield. We're going to give it to you. You've got two purple hearts and uh, these awards, and you've fought so bravely for our country, and you're going to represent America because you're the American ideal. Um, and then you fucking take the job, and you think, I'm going to be Captain America, not realizing what truly made Steve Captain America and then you get into it and just like I guess you're just trying to hang out with his buddies and shit and you think everything's gonna be hunky dory and it's not you know like 
you're having fun going on the tours and going to the stadiums and doing the interviews and things like that. But when it comes down to it, one, you're not a superhero. And two, maybe you're not even really cut out for the job. I think Sam shows us that you don't really need to be, uh, you know, super powered. You just need a bunch of very expensive tech. Uh, you just need a giant pair of metal wings. But it does uh, go to show that you don't just need a shield to be a hero. You don't just need the shield to be Captain America. There's a lot more to it than that. They make the mistake that they almost made in the first Captain America, which is let's let's give this mantle to this great soldier, you know? Yep. There's this soldier, and he's so fit, and he's strong, and he's fearsome when he needs to be. He follows our orders. He's the perfect Captain America. And then they said, no, like it's not about if he's a good soldier. It's about if he's a good man. And uh, is is John a good man at this point? I mean, I don't like him, but I don't know. I don't think he's Steve Rogers. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it feels like they sort of made that mistake. I didn't even um, make that connection. I think you are right. Yeah, that they they did make the mistake that was avoided the first time. You're right about that. I think. You know how That's we did it right the first time. Let's do the. Let's do it. Let's fuck. Let's fuck this up. Let's fuck this up royally. Yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things being introduced. I uh, honestly, it took me an episode or two to really get into it. Um, I was watching it more so as just like, well, this is the next one. Um, and now that the things that were happening were interesting, but as it started to unfold a little bit more and I kind of start to see what they're doing of this, like I said before, kind of six hour long movie. Yeah. It's certainly, I think we're in for a lot. I think the next three are going to be crazy. Pretty, I would imagine they're going to be pretty wild. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued by uh, this uh, Carly Morgenthau character. She's the leader. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Of the Red Hands. <laughs> I I'm just gonna lean into this stupid joke. Uh, this uh, that this is the same uh, that she was also cast in Solo. Uh, yeah. She was in that, so that'll be that's interesting. She's that's up and coming. Similar similar role. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's sort of not in a bad way. Not that it. Yeah. Really ambiguous, but seems good ultimately. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. She's definitely got good in her. I think she's doing the wrong thing, but I don't think she's a villain. Or at the very least, she's a sympathetic villain. Right. I think we'll see more of that. Um, and uh, I don't know. The, uh, the other thing that's intriguing to me is I feel like this is a. Whenever you have a show like this whenever you're out in the world and you got to go solve these mysteries and fight bad guys, it's a very international series. And I love that. I like whenever characters travel to all these different parts of the world. So right now they're going all around, like they were in the States, they're going around Europe. Uh, and the episode ended with, uh, seeing the, uh, Wakandans yep. showed up. One of the, the Dora Milaje showed up. Uh, I hope, I'm pretty sure I said that right. Uh, I wonder if at any point there would be a little Wakanda visit. That would be pretty sick. Yeah, I um, uh, I saw, I wish I could remember who it was, someone involved with the show. It's not like a spoiler. They said this in a very official capacity, but there was something, someone or something, um, they said something emotional will be in the, in the show. I don't think that's spoilery to say. Um, but that it would be happening in the second half. Um, and I have to wonder if that's somehow tied to Wakanda because the series was shot in 2019. That would um, be really cool. Um, 
I don't think that they would put T'Challa in the show, but um, no, I, I don't think we would see T'Challa. I don't think that we would see T'Challa, but if we go to Wakanda and they kind of this is essentially this is the first uh, you know the world that we live in without Chadwick Boseman. Now this is the first mention of Wakanda since that happened. Now the show was made before he passed, right? Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was something in there. Not to say right. we're gonna get a you know a lead into Black Panther two or anything like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of you know way to sort of honor him or something in some way. That would be nice. Yeah, I think man, so. I, now I want to start talking about Chadwick. I'm not going to, um, just because we got to stay on topic. I uh, Chadwick was I you take a minute. I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, I miss uh, you know rest in peace, man. Uh, it's like one of the I've only cried at two celebrity deaths. One of them was uh, Steve Irwin, and then Chadwick, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. So. Um, but I don't know. I, I think I've kind of gotten all my thoughts out about this show at this point in it. Uh, is there anything that you're wanting out of the series? Is there anything you're like explicitly? Oh, I have one more thing. Sorry. I think we. Yeah, we. I started. I got focused on episodes two and three. Episode one. I am so intrigued by this uh, this premise they've set up with Bucky trying to make amends and find redemption. Yeah, because it's something that was kind of like in the first episode introduced and then kind of left to the side. He's got this friend right. who whose son he may have killed, did kill. He did kill, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's... Um, and even though he didn't mean to do that, you know, I, I mean, it wasn't his choice. He did still do it. So there's this monstrous sense of guilt there you know and well it I makes mean, it's, it makes winter soldier and civil war way differently too because i i mean honestly i mean i know maybe it's small-minded of me at the time but i did kind of think well yeah bucky killed tony's parents of course you know like i was like of course tony's upset not really if, oh if i was tony in that situation i would have fucking killed bucky yeah yeah i mean i <laughs> I absolutely would have done that. I don't want to open up that civil war debate shit here because people get man, people get real heated about their side on that. Uh, but yeah. I, I will say, uh, yeah, I you can explain to someone, hey, listen, I killed this person you love, but let's hear me out. I was brainwashed. I wasn't in my right mind, and it, like I just I don't think that most people, at least initially, are gonna be like, all right. All right. That makes sense. I would. You know what? You didn't know any better, man. So <laughs> I could see mo I could see people getting to that point, but I don't think that. Um, I don't know if I don't know. Um, I think it's a really interesting thing to explore, though, the idea of seeking out forgiveness and redemption, uh, because you know that's not a story I feel like we see a lot. Uh, at least right now, maybe I mean maybe I'm wrong, but the idea that someone did a bad thing, I feel like usually especially in mediums like this it's it's like somebody did a bad thing oh wait actually they didn't so they felt guilty for no reason like i feel like that's like they, they can never commit to this character actually was shitty in some ways whether it's their fault or not they did bad things to people it's much and, more yeah much more brave to or much more compelling to have somebody that isn't necessarily forgivable right away uh, as your lead, instead of just making it, oh, it wasn't you. You know, someone else did it. You know, I mean, you didn't. You didn't kill him. You were. You didn't kill that person. You were. You were framed, and you didn't know it. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll be good to see like kind of a redemption. You know, um, I assume. 
I mean, I, I, that's where they're heading. That's what they did with Godzilla. So, I mean, who's to say they won't do it with Bucky? What do you mean? Here. <laughs> they redeemed, uh, you know, because Godzilla was tearing up all those bases in Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, yeah, they redeemed that. Yeah, they redeemed all the awful things Godzilla's ever done. Yeah, it's fine. He's a Wait, hero. How did, how did they redeem him? <laughs> in this fiction you've crafted? <laughs> I have him scream at Kong. We're not going back to that episode. <laughs> he just, yeah. The, yeah, the, Bucky will be redeemed, and I'm excited to see that happen. Um, for me, it's just kind of what I said earlier. I really want them to commit to making some sort of a, t- taking some sort of a real stand in this series. That, is, uh, that, that would be my number one as well, yeah, because I, I really hope they do. I just, what's the point of all of it if you don't say something about it? And more than anything, if you I don't, hope. you know, have. I mean, I think they've done a great job so far of really. They're not really towing the line. They are taking a side on it, but it, this could very easily be a thing that's just kind of at the beginning of the show, and then they forget about it the rest of the time. That's true. That would be awful. I hope that Bucky finally accepts Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Me too. That's been a big one for me, and uh, I, you know, it's like. Um, you know, Bucky's always got those quips he's doing, you know? Like, it's like the shield flies past his head. He's like, check, please. And yeah, then he turns he to the it. camera, and he's like, God doesn't exist. And I was like, that's so unnecessary. Like, what a I, weird I, thing to put in here. Yeah, but then I remember in Infinity War, they were about to fight, and Bucky says, oh, my God. And Steve turns, and he's like, oh, my, what did you say? And Bucky's like, huh. Okay, I'll think about that. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so, so this well, is that's parting wisdom from Steve Rogers. What what did you say, Bucky? Checkmate. Uh, yeah, that was a really good one. So uh I think we'll see that happen. Do you think that this show will have a name change? I've heard that rumor. People are speculating. Like Bucky's I, gonna go by Buck. Yeah, or? it's gonna it, what is the new thing is gonna be called Uncle Sam and Buck. Uncle Sam and Buck? Yeah. How's that? Well he is Uncle Sam and they Oh, you love uh, that? Yeah, I like that. That was good stuff. That was he's good. Because like, like, oh, he, because he, because of Uncle, Uncle Sam? Sam? Okay. That was pretty fucking no, sick. I mean uh, that if script Sam writers or, take note. If Sam or Bucky become Captain America, um, the They'll show called Captain know. America and... And the, and the Falcon. The Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Okay. Or if we stick with your theory, we will have with the better cap we now have. It will the next season's going to be called Captain America and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier with Battlestar. Battlestar, yeah, and Battlestar, uh, and they will have accepted their place as all right. This is the new cap. Inferior isn't it? to John Walker, yes. John Walker's better than us. We should let him keep doing this. No, but I think it would be interesting. I would. I mean, I. It's not even just a, oh, I wonder if they'll do it. I wholeheartedly believe that Sam will be Captain America by the end of this. Definitely. Um, and uh, with that, maybe Falcon and the Winter Soldier will not be the forever name of the television show. Perhaps it will be Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Which will be very confusing. It'll be fine. I don't know if they'll give... I mean, that's the thing is uh, it's hard to know which of these Marvel shows are going to be like one and dones or have multiple seasons. Right, so, yeah. You know, yeah, it's true. They um, haven't really. 
I, I almost feel like they're moving in a direction that is, uh, you know, the, the television route allows them to explore a lot of characters and, and develop them and kind of play with their stories. And the movies can kind of remain uh, big ticket events, you know. Um, well, you could sort of almost reduce the amount of movies that you have to make per year or release per year just with the television shows. You yeah. know, I mean, I they've clearly shown through WandaVision and especially in um, in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier that the budget's there. They're these are movies. Yeah, they're. They, I mean, I've, they very really rarely think... look off. Right. I don't think they're. I don't think they have. You know, quite as much as they could. Like as far as no. Budget. I mean, there but are certain like. It's not bad. No, it's never no, like I mean, this looks like shit. They could still do big action set. I mean, they, they like the first episode's got uh, fucking like what we were talking about with Falcon flying around doing his crazy stunts, fighting the, right. kick, the kick guy from um, Winter Soldier's back. Yeah, kicking man. Bar- kicking man. He, he kicks. We'll call him legs. His name's Bartok, I think. Bartok but, yeah, legs. He fights the, <laughs> Bartok legs is his legal name, and um, he did survive, so he may be back. I am really excited about this, though. Um, this is our first Marvel thing we've talked about on the show, and I'm yeah. just I, I'm a, I'm a big fan. You know, I kind of wish we'd been able to record during WandaVision because uh, I loved the shit out of WandaVision. <laughs> I thought it was so cool, and uh, this is a very different change of pace. Uh, you know, it's a whole different genre of of television. You know, in a lot of ways, um, yeah. while still being under that superhero umbrella, but. Uh, I'm, I'm really pumped for it, and, you know, I know some people have this sort of uh, superhero fatigue, or they're just not Marvel fans, and you know what? That's okay. I don't really care, because uh, I love this shit, and I feel like Marvel's got another good decade in them, man. You know? Who knows? I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to watch them uh, turn into pre-2008 superhero movies eventually. Crash and Burn. Statistically, they have to get bad at some point. I don't know how many decades I'll have to wait, but I can't wait until they do. It will be interesting if you are an old man and you are talking to, like, let's say, a grandchild. And you you can kind of say, like, almost sort of like how I imagine you're, you know, a grandparent now would talk about westerns. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, they were out everywhere. I mean, they were the big event. They were... People would go see him. We'd we'd wait and see the sequels, and I mean, obviously, story wise, very different things here. But I think it will be cool one day to talk to you know future family members, kids, and stuff, and be like, "Hey, uh, I was around for that shit, and it was crazy." Yeah. I had to wait a year. Thanos won and sat on his porch and smiled, and then I had to go home and live my life for a year. It's actually somebody I haven't talked about it much, but my sister is making her way through the MCU. Um, right now for the first time ever um that's and, cool where's she at uh so she just finished infinity war oh and she shit. just yeah she blew her way through it man well uh and she uh she said yeah it just kind of ends doesn't it and i said yeah now imagine seeing that and waiting a year and she's <laughs> I like, know. oh yeah now i think i'm gonna watch endgame in a few days well, no, I gotta watch. Uh, I gotta watch Ant Man and the Wasp, and which she actually said she admitted to me that she skipped the first Ant Man, 
and then saw him in Civil War and then thought, maybe I should watch the Ant-Man movie. And then she said, it's really good. It's so funny. Like she, I sound like I'm making fun of her, but so she, she's really liking it. She likes Tony a lot. She was team cap though, much to my disappointment. Sure. Um, because he's hot. That's what she said. Oh, is that what it is? That's her yeah. logic here? She was like, maybe it's just because, well, I sent her, she texted me. Said she was Team Cap, and I sent her the you know the gif of uh, Tony rolling his eyes. I sent her uh-huh. that, and then she was like, All "Maybe right. it's just because he's hot." And I'm like, "Our DJ is plenty hot, and he just wants to save the world." <laughs> I don't oh, have a yeah. dog in the fight. I don't. I'm not a team either, but I like to. I don't have a dog in a fight because they're not real. Dogs I'm aren't one of those real. People. Wait, what? I didn't say dogs aren't oh, real. Oh, you were saying that the superhero movies aren't real. Dogs aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was being, I was being a, a, I was, yeah, I was, I was doing a very brief bit where I'm a character who is not fun, and whenever you mention like a superhero movie, they're like, I don't care because that's not real. Yeah, it's, it's not, not real. I, I have superhero fatigue. You know what I have fatigue of? Oscar movies. I'm Oscar <laughs> I have, fatigued. I have fatigue of. I don't have any, I don't know. I have a general sense of fatigue. Um, the general sense of fatigue and, yeah. I think sense that... Of doom. And that's where we'll end it. Um, <laughs> they, uh, guys, I'm begging you and pleading with you we are to on follow. Our we are on our hands and knees and you can step on our hands with, well, while you're wearing thick boots um, if you want. But please just follow us on social media here because I want to know. I have a question for you guys. Um, is John Walker way better than uh, Steve Rogers as Captain America? I'm sure you will all say yes. Um, follow us on uh, Twitter at Dharma Boys. You can follow us on Instagram at Dharma Boys Pod or just search for the Dharma Boys on Facebook. You'll find us or we will find you. That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, we're going to do the thing now. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. And, and namaste. All right. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight. And you know we're going to crash like it's 815. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight. And you know we're going to crash like it's 815.